Welcome to the latest episode of El Paso Talks, where the voices of El Paso are heard. Now let's welcome today's host. Good Sun City Day, El Pasoans, and welcome to this episode of the DMB Podcast. I am your host, Delirious Montañez Berrios, commonly known as DMB with a B, like Bravo. And in today's episode, we will be discussing a few topics. My ultimate goal on every single episode is to be authentic, transparent, honest, and real by expressing my own views and opinions, nobody else's but my own. So let's get started. And today we are going to change things a little bit. And I am actually going to read some articles that I think that is very important for us to discuss in our Sun City, in the borderland. And I am not going to actually read the article. I am actually going to read the title of the article and I'm going to express my opinion. Okay. And that's the same thing that I have been doing But before, I used to read the article and then I used to give my opinion, but I think that I'm just going to read the title and then I'm going to give my opinion. And just get a cup of coffee, get some drinks, and just enjoy the chat. And if you find it not interested, then that means that you do not care about our community. So LULAC, LULAC is, uh, they lean more into the democratic political organization, right? So LULAC supports the Supreme Court decision affirming that only the federal government has authority over immigration issues. Indicted Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton loses again. That's the title of the article. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about this article is because, number one, even though LULAC falls more into the democratic political organization or views, I do agree that the federal government is the one that has the authority over immigration issues. The state doesn't have any authority over the immigration issues, and that's by the Constitution of the United States. If our government wants to change the Constitution, they just need to get the quorum so they can amend it. Now, I do agree that Governor Abbott send the National Guard to our borders because the federal government is not doing their job. Well, federal government meaning Congress. So, again, you need to look at those democratic cities within our uh Texas state, right? And if the individual it's a lefty democratic individual, meaning not a moderate Democrat, then you need to help us to get them out of office. For example, like in El Paso, we have our incumbent. She wants to give residents and U.S. citizen status to every single illegal immigrant that have been in the United States. Well, the problem that I have with that is that if you are illegal, you are illegal and you either need to be deported or if they change the laws, they can apply for either asylum or refugee or whatever uh, their case may be. But if they are illegal, they need to be treated as illegal immigrants. Now, I know a lot of people 
in the United States that maybe do not have a status, but they do have an A number, meaning they're going through the process, either their family member asks for them to become residents, or they're actually working for an employer that asks for them and they are actually working under a visa, okay? So once again, I do agree with LULAC in this particular issue in where they state that the federal government is the only authority over the immigration issues, and that is by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. So just go back and read it if you have a question about that. The second subject that I wanted to talk about was uh, is a Texan article, and it says uh, the state of Texas is becoming younger and more diverse according to new census data. Again, just keep in mind, I am not reading the article before I actually give my own opinion. I'm actually reading the title. So I am 100% committed to our future generation. Um, I am 52 years old. The majority of the people that actually go to the voting sites, the voting centers, are actually, I don't want to say elderly people, but they are in age, right? Um, Let's say over 35. Um, And we are actually going down, right? Meaning... Uh, the life expectancy of humans is usually between 70, 75. I mean, some people are lucky and they actually live a little bit longer. But what we're doing in today's age is actually going to affect my nieces, my nephews, your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, and the young generation. So that's who we're working for. Okay. Now, The thing is that we need to educate our youth for them to be able to make sound decisions in just daily life, you know, like driving a vehicle, like drinking, like smoking, like, you know, sex, like, you know, anything that at some point or another might have affected us. We do not want our youth generation to go through what we went through, right? So I do believe that Texas is becoming younger. We are losing a lot of youth from El Paso. And I can tell you, it's not because there's nothing to do in El Paso. If I was 25 years old and I was living in El Paso, Texas, at this same time, I will be moving too because what's happening in our community at the county level, city level, state and federal is just crazy. It's just insane. The next subject that I wanted to talk about is, it says health experts, this is an El Paso Matters article, and it says health experts on the abortion ban in El Paso one year later. Um, I am pro-life. I am against abortion and, you know, there's a lot that we can talk about in that subject. Um, But I do believe in some exceptions and that's what we need to educate our governor on, okay? And I'm pretty sure that people have approached him and have talked about, you know, the exceptions, you know, and I understand all lives matters okay but 
we need to have exceptions. Now, do I agree with California and New York that, you know, they and New Mexico that they accept abortion and they can go to a clinic and then get aborted and all that? No. Okay. So that's the reason because I say that, you know, um, that I am pro-life. Now, uh, there was another article that I wanted to look for. Hold on real quick. So it's actually another article from El Paso Matters, and it talks about the teen pregnancy on decline. New sex ed policy could impede trend. And I, I truly thank the school system for actually doing an up-in program to educate our youth because that's what I have been praying and have been preaching for the longest time. Okay, pregnancies are going to happen. Abortions are going to happen in other states if the state where the individual live in do not agree with abortion clinics. Okay, youth are going to do whatever they need to do to be able to get what they want to get. Okay, and if you have children and you think that you have that under control, I don't know in what world are you living. Okay, I don't care if you're a Christian, I don't care if you're Catholic, Baptist, if you practice the Islamic religion, I really don't care. But the point of the matter is, youth, our youth, is going to always find a way to do what they want to do if it's not allowed in the state that they live in. So, Thankfully, the school system actually opted in this program. Teens are actually being involved in the education system and trying to learn more. And the pregnancy is on a decline and it's not because abortion is because they do not have um, unprotected sex. The next subject that I wanted to talk about is actually an El Paso Matters um, article as well and it's regarding the police department and it says saying you'll look into it is not enough retire El Paso Police Department women sergeants call on city council to reform department I can tell you I spent 26 years in law enforcement I whenever I was a detention officer and a deputy sheriff you know, I don't remember this uh, sexual remarks and I never saw it. And if I saw it, I just don't remember it. But I just don't recall any of that. When I was that, I was in the police department. I didn't encounter that either. I did encounter that whenever I was in uh, Customs and Border Protection. And it started back in the academy all the way in the 2000s. Okay. Uh, there's a former agent, I believe her name is Jen Budd. Um, I don't personally know her. Um, I have spoken to her via Twitter several times, and I know that she was a whistleblower regarding uh, sexual behavior within Customs and Border Protection, but I can tell you, she was not lying. She was saying the truth. I saw it, I experienced it, I never reported it back then. The um, the EEO program was really not uh, strong enough uh, and 
management officials will tell you and derail you and convince you to not file any complaints against the agency. So, you know, going back to the police department, um, I have very good friends, female friends that work in the police department in El Paso. And I can tell you the sexual harassment does exist. And it exists even whenever Chief Allen was actually working for the department. So if you think that this is something new that's just coming out to light, no. This has been happening for a very long time. But I tell you, employees are getting stronger. And even though they might not become a whistleblower, they're going to start fighting back against this management officials. Okay. There was another article that I saw, um, again, from El Paso Matters. And, you know, I, I, I don't personally, well, actually do. I actually met uh, Bob Moore once in person at a forum that he did at the El Paso, his, um, El pa- uh, the EPCC, uh, the community center. And, um, but I know several of his journalists and I can tell you I respect the work that they do Uh, the fact that sometimes do not expose things on the El Paso Matters doesn't have anything to do with the journalist but has to do with the director and that's not something against Bob more uh, the majority of the media outlets are the same way so the directors decide what actually go into the paper and what it does not. Um, I donate, uh, you know, to the El Paso Matters just because I live in the El Paso community and I want the journalists to have that extra funding to actually uh, expose what's happening in our city. And until I don't like what they do, then I'm going to continue um donating to their cause. Now, do I agree that they should be a nonprofit organization? No, but that's not for me to decide. That's for the IRS to decide. And, you know, um, I am very disappointed that they have not exposed what's happening with the uh, uh, private Richard Holiday's soldier in for bliss case, uh, because uh, they have the sources to go and talk to. But, you know, I can not put a gun to their head and say, hey, you're going to do this, right? So that is Bob's more paper. Um, and that's his prerogatory. And there's nothing that I can do. I can only ask, request, and hope that they change their mind. So this article actually talks about the El Paso City Council ops for settlement rather than trial in police excessive force case. So I have been attacked by this lady um she's actually the spouse of uh i don't know if he's a former police officer or if he's still on the force uh i don't know and this you know um but you know uh i'm i keep saying it over and over and over again i will support every single righteous law enforcement that is actually doing their duties and responsibilities according to the oath that they pledge whenever they actually join their department. Now, if you're going to be a corrupted cop and the only thing that you care is about going through the ranks and and not just cop, this is about law enforcement in general. If the only thing that you care is about the next rank and 
getting more money and benefits from our county and you're not doing your job according to your oath, I am sorry. You have two options. Or you either rehabilitate yourself or you need to look for another job. Because I can tell you, I am 100% committed to my community. I have done exactly what my oath say every single time. And I pledge four, not one, but four. So whenever the El Paso City Council opts for settlement rather than trialing police excessive force, I'm going to tell you what that tells me. Okay. And they're not telling me nothing that I didn't know or that it is not true. And everybody knows that there is excessive force. Okay. Period there is excessive force in the law enforcement community. And it's not by every single cop, it's not by every single deputy or detention officer or federal agency, but it's from those bad apples that the union continue to protect, okay? So if you are a law enforcement officer and you know that your peer is not doing what they're supposed to, you know, I am not saying to report them to management. All I'm trying to say is work as a peer, talk to each other, and become a better law enforcement officer. That's all I ask you to do, okay? Um, But, you know, we see it once again, another settlement. Why do people settle? And you see, the thing about these settlements is that most of the times they're close, they're behind closed doors and you cannot talk about them. Okay, at least on this one, we know about it. And the only reason because I know about it is because I know that the El Paso Matters actually got it through the the Privacy Act. If not, the El Paso community community will have never found out about it. Okay, so uh, same thing goes to the case with Texas Attorney General. You know, uh, there were whistleblowers that came out. Uh, There was another settlement. Whenever the government settled, I can tell you, even though in writing they're not accepting guilt with a settlement, they're actually accepting guilt. Because what it is, is if they actually go through the whole system, the whole court system, I tell you two things that are going to happen. Number one, more things are going to be exposed against the government. And two, it's going to cost more money to the government. And let's just add one more. They're going to lose more trust and more respect from the constituents and the voters in our communities. So if you think that they're settling because they just uh, they just want to, you know, the case to go away, I, I have news for you. Whenever the government settle, they are accepting guilt. It's implied. Okay. And those that are in the military understands what I'm talking about. So, um, Again, um, I decided to uh, run for politics. I know that politics can get very dirty. Um, and, and I do expect it, you know, from the opposition. I just don't expect it from the people that I am trying to assist to actually move forward. Uh, there, was, um, there was a statement uh, done to the El Paso City Council uh, by the Republican Party uh, chairwomen. And, uh, and I just wanted to, uh, so as you all know, I am considering running on the Republican Party, uh, but there are some things about this letter that um, I don't particularly agree 100%, but I'm going to go over that. So um, I'm reading her first uh, paragraph, and I don't have a problem there. 
um, I'm reading the second paragraph and where she said that the LGBTQ community is already protected by all our equal opportunity discrimination laws, the same as the rest of us are. And I can tell you, I 100% disagree with that statement. Um, the discrimination laws do not, <laughs> I repeat that again, do not protect the LGBTQ community. In writing, might do, but in reality, it does not. And the reason because I know that is because I am not in the LGBTQ community, okay? Um, I consider myself a woman, but I do have discrimination cases against the agency because they violated the discrimination laws. And all of that is in writing. Uh, the proof is there. Uh, but we have to consider that there's some judges in our system that can be bought, can be bribed. You know, they don't want to do the job. They don't want to expose the government. And um, I am going to continue fighting my cases and I'm going to let God decide. Okay. And I truly hope that none of your children actually go through any discrimination cases or any retaliation cases, because I can tell you, it takes the breath out of your soul. That's the only thing that you do for 24-7, 365 days, and it consumes your life, okay? Now, I am not against the LGBTQ community. That doesn't make me a, a, a liberal Democrat, okay? Um, I believe that God is the only one to judge us, okay? I have had friends in the military that have been gay, have been lesbians, and I can tell you those individuals are hurting inside because they are... Uh, ostracized from the community okay you know sometimes I go to downtown and I see LGBTQ individuals like waiting at the light to cross the street you know and I smile at them you know there's nothing better than being nice to your neighbor that is the Christian thing to do like I have stated before if somebody wants to um change their sex after they're, you know, in Texas, 17 years of age is actually considered as an adult. If they want to be over 17 years of age and they want to change their sex, um, I don't have any opposition to that. But we need to protect our children, okay? Our children should not be seeing this in the school system. They should not be seeing this in the libraries. They should be educated by their parents. The problem is that parents are having three, having to work three and four jobs and they do not have the time to educate their children. I understand about bringing more jobs to our community in El Paso. I understand about increasing our economy. I understand all of that. But, you know, let's be realistic. Many of the people that I actually work for the government and are yes sir, yes, ma'am, individuals, okay? They're not individuals that are going to uh, go against the status quo 
and actually are going to say this is wrong and they're going to become a whistleblower because they do not want to lose their benefits, they do not want to lose their pay, and they do not want to be attacked by the government, okay? So what we need to do is bring more jobs to our community We need so we better our economy, but at the same time, we need to hire people according to their skills and according to you know, their education, their experience, not because Juanita knows Pedrito and Pedrito knows Maria, okay? And I know that you all know what I'm talking about. Um, so that's the uh, second paragraph that I have a problem on. Um, on the third paragraph, um, I know that they, you know, she talks about the drag queens shows, you know, um, you know, <laughs> If the parents want to bring their kids to a drag queen show, that's on the parents. But the government shouldn't be involved in, you know, the sexuality of our community. So, you know, that's something that I agree with her on. I think that that should be left to, you know, teachers. You know, the parents need to be involved in the education of the schools and, um, and, and that's it. You know, that's what I wanted to say about that. Um, you know, something that I learned going through this uh, elected official candidacy is, you know, I, I love research. OK, I love digging into things. Um, <laughs> a lot of people told me before, you know, you're in the wrong career. You should be in the CIA or the FBI because you're really good at, you know, details. You're really good at, you know, finding that little dot on the wall that people miss, right? Um, but I never wanted to be working behind a desk. I like working outside. So uh, with that said, um, you know, all these bills that elected officials enact for them to pass into law, you know, for them to get the signature from our president, whoever the president is at the time, you know, the reason because uh, most of them don't pass on bipartisan support is sometimes because it's just one sentence, one sentence. If we can get someone in office with the education, the experience and the boots on the ground, eyes on the ground that can educate these elected officials, I can tell you, we will be able to pass more laws than anywhere anywhere in our country okay but again the bills are there they just need to be tweaked they just need to be amended for them to get bipartisan support so once again i do not claim that i know it all but i can tell you i have experience a lot not just in our el paso community but in our state, in our country, and in our planet. I have seen a lot, and I can tell you, there's no party that is perfect. We need to learn how to work with each other to be able to work for our community. People attack me because I support Senator Blanco because Senator Blanco is a Democrat. Well, let me tell you, Senator Blanco was a Navy service member, okay? 
I know that he has a heart and he works very hard for our community. Is he perfect? No, but he works very hard for our community. So you guys can follow me on my social media, Facebook group page and Twitter. The, the username is DMBFOR, all spell out. I am heavily involved with the legislation on both sides, on the federal side, the state side. I reach out to our county commissioners and our city council members whenever I have an issue on something that they have said. Our next monthly Java chat is actually July the 10th at 7 p.m. So you guys can locate that on my social media. You are welcome to come live and ask me questions on the comments. If you want to be someone that wants to actually want to have a face to face and ask me questions, you know, as long as this doesn't have anything to do with the litigation process that I'm going through, because uh, that is not open to the public yet. At one point it will be because I'm going to request a judge for that. But anything else that you want to talk about, you can do so. And I am not going to be offended. You're not going to hurt my feelings. You know, I have very thick skin. The only thing that I ask our community is just make sure that you have the facts correctly before you actually expose them out there. Because if not, I am going to go at it with all I get. I am not going to bow to anybody. Um, this is your host, DMB Podcast. Please like, share on all of your social media outlets and with all of your email contacts. Subscribe. And I will see you all next uh, week. Uh, if you have any specific questions or subject that you want me to touch on, please let me know. You can contact me at www.dmb4elpaso.com. And, you know, love your neighbor. Turn your other cheek. Las palabras se las lleva el viento, me decía mi papá. And that is in Spanish. You know, um, I did not born in El Paso. I am originally from Puerto Rico, as you all know. But I speak perfect Spanish and I don't need a translator. Okay. Um, and to all of those that attack, not just me, but other human beings out there, just be Christians. Go back to the Bible. Just read what, the, what God says. And let's just be a better neighbor, okay? That's all I ask. Live today, okay? Tomorrow, you cannot plan for it. Yesterday, you cannot change it. So have a great week. And next week is actually July. So God bless. This has been the DMB Podcast with Delirious Montañez Barrios, your host, Thank you for listening to my podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and review my podcast. Until next time, be safe and truly enjoy this day as if it was your last. Live life to the fullest without any regrets. Be in control of your life and your destiny, but most importantly, do unto others as you will have them do unto you. This has been El Paso Talks, a podcast about El Paso delivered to you by the voices of your neighbors, your friends, your family, and even yourself. If you haven't already, like, subscribe and rate our podcast. El Paso Talks is produced by El Paso News. The opinions expressed are those of the individual delivering the episode and may not necessarily represent the views of El Paso News or the other podcasters on El Paso Talks. Find us at elpasonews.org. See you in the next episode.